Dr. Rogers, people here in America are hearing really bits and pieces about what's been going on in Afghanistan after the American troops left. What are you hearing from your sources in country? Well, we're hearing bits and pieces, too. Uh, It's chaos. There's tremendous economic uh, problems and uh, unemployment and therefore increasing concern about hunger, uh, meeting family needs, aside from the typical things you would hear about the Taliban in terms of their attitude toward women and girls and so on. Now, I understand that Sat7 is getting uh, text messages and app messages from Afghanistan, people asking for prayer, asking for help. What, what is typical of what you're hearing? It's true. In fact, in the aftermath of the drawdown, we thought we would experience a decrease in the number of those kind of contacts. And we did just a little bit. And then it boomed right back up and has stayed steady ever since. And people are just asking for prayer. They are talking about their fears. They're talking about the fact they have an eight-year-old daughter and uh, I'm her mother and I'm, she's all I have. Uh, you know, I could quote these uh, uh, kind of comments, but there are people who are concerned about their own safety, concerned about finding any way to replenish their faith, if you will, to have any kind of connection with the outside world and with Christian content and fellowship. So asking for prayer, basically. And, of course, Sat7 has counselors available, and they, they speak the language and so forth. They're, they're praying with people? Uh, absolutely, every day. In fact, uh, I'll make the, this point about language. Our broadcast that blankets Afghanistan is in Farsi, the Farsi language of Iran or Iran. And But people in, who, in Afghanistan who speak Dari, that's a dialect of Farsi, they understand Farsi. So even though our, our counselors are mostly Farsi speakers, the Dari individuals on the other end can understand, they can interact with one another, and we do have a few Dari programs on air as well. Now, are people calling from Afghanistan or texting from Afghanistan taking a, a bit of a risk because of they're using their cell phones to contact a, a Christian ministry? Well, that's always a risk throughout the Middle East and North Africa, and it varies by country, varies by time varies by regime. But yes, I mean, again, even in Iran or even Saudi Arabia, uh, you can have people, they'll call in and say that uh, such and such a kind of authority has destroyed my satellite dish, or they found out that I was going to a secret church and they warned me not to. And yet they're calling in to tell us that (laughs) because they're courageous and because also they are scared at the same time and they're reaching out for hope and reaching out for fellowship and encouragement from those from the outside. So it sounds like Sat7 is really in an ideal circumstance to help these people. I wouldn't say we're the only one, but I would say we're one of the very few Christian ministries that have been able to continue, because it's satellite television, to reach people in that way. Now, for the most part, that's a one-way communication. We do have some live programs, but the callback, calling in from Afghanistan is very dicey as you've said, and then, you know, they're mostly their ability to communicate comes through social media. So do most families in Afghanistan have the capability to watch satellite television? I would say most, and that's true again throughout the Middle East and North Africa, even the poorest among the poor. And if you think about it, it's not very different really from our own country. Uh, even the poorest among us get a television set because once they get it, it's an endless source of information and entertainment. It's a must-have appliance. And for people living in places like Afghanistan in a controlled environment, it's, boy, it's uh, information from the outside world, and it's invaluable. And so they, they do that. And the only way you can stop the satellite transmission 
is to physically destroy the satellite dish or the television and warn them not to get, uh, you know, replace them, but they will replace them. That's incredible. So what type of programming is available? What is Sat7 sending to people in Afghanistan? Well, we have our regular programming that kind of covers a wide range of topics. I mean, we have women's programs specifically aimed at their needs, especially in their cultures. We have programs for children, programs that are edification or teaching, what we might call Bible study. Of course, there's music videos that are always popular and powerful. Every form of legitimate genre of programming that you can think of, we air on Sat7 and is produced by uh, nationals. It's produced not by Westerners like you and me from America, but it's produced by people who, who grew up in that country who speak that language and culturally understand and can communicate. And in doing some research for this interview, I understand that uh, Jesus has become so real to some kids in Afghanistan that you get questions like, is Jesus there in the studio with you? Could we meet him? Could we talk to him? That's amazing. Well, it is. And, uh, even the adults, you know, call back under pressure, and they want to know things. The pandemic, by the way, is continuing as well. But, uh, you know, does God exist? Does he care about what's happening here? Uh, why is God allowing this to happen to me? Uh, are darker times coming even than I imagined? And, uh, you know, I wanted to go to school. I'm 18. I'm a woman. What do I do? So they're gut-wrenching. You know, these testimonies, these com- comments sometimes are just kind of uh, tear you up real fast uh, in terms of what people face, because there are still believers on the ground in Afghanistan who are never going to leave. They're not going to leave. They can't uh, economically or otherwise, or even the providence of God or in their own choice. They want to be there. This is their country. Um, This is their time to be a testimony. Is there any accurate estimate of how many Christians there might be in Afghanistan? Well, your key word there is accurate. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you see a lot of numbers, and all the way from the State Department of the United States and different ministries, we don't usually use numbers. It's just very, very difficult. Um, you may hear, you know, a few thousand or a few tens of thousands, but you have really no clue whether or not you have an accurate, you know, handle on what's really going on there. You only have the testimonials, the anecdotes, and you have a lot of those. Could you share some of those with us? Uh, sure. Uh, hang on just a second. Here we go. Uh Here's one. Uh, the Taliban have no mercy. Please don't forget us. Another one. I beg you for your prayers. We are experiencing the peak of misery brought about by extremists. Please pray for us. We are in Kabul, subjected to the rule of the Taliban. Uh, thank you for your prayers, dear friends. I understand that the Lord Jesus Christ, we are one and mem- uh, we are one and members of the same family. We give thanks to the Lord who choose chose you to support the voiceless and be a solace to them. I ask for your prayer for the churches, the secret churches of Afghanistan, and for all Afghans. I could go on and read many more, but you get the tenor of what we're talking about here. Here's another one. I hope you are all blessed in every way and that you won't forget to pray for us. See that theme of ongoing pray for us. Our situation is very bad here, and there's no way to know what's going to happen. The Taliban have no mercy. Please don't forget us. That's pretty solid stuff. Um, do, Do people who are watching programming about Christ, about the message of Christ, is it difficult for them to to comprehend that the message is relatively simple, that Jesus loves them and they can have a relationship after what they've been exposed to in their own country? Is it it hard to process? No, I don't think so. I think more there's cultural barriers and then, you know, the contextualization of that, how you communicate. 
um, you know, other religions, they believe in Jesus, but believe in him as a prophet. They make him number two or three or four in, in their hierarchy. He's not the Lord and Savior. He's not the Messiah. But they believe in him. And ironically, sometimes they believe that he's deity, even at the same time they don't believe that he's the ultimate one to turn to. But, you know, we never attack other religions on air or other prophets, names, etc. things that people in that region are taught to revere since they were, you know, two years old, um, because then they turn us off. Uh, most of our viewers are actually, uh, you know, of another religion. They're Muslims. They're watching. They're hungry. They want to know more. And so what we do is present the positive claims of Christ and Christianity, and the Spirit of God does the rest, and he does. The Word of God does not return to him void or empty. We don't always know the numbers, but, boy, we get lots of anecdotal evidence. Are there any reports of, of people who are maybe members of, of the Taliban converting to Christ over time, or at least backing off on, on persecution of Christians? We've heard a couple of stories along the way of at least backing off of um, evidencing some respect. You don't know if that's for the religion or for the age of the people with, you know, who, who they were confronting or the mood of the guy at the time. You have, you have no idea. But you do hear from time to time that kind of thing. We do know that you know, the Taliban are just people. They're just men who are sinners in need of grace, just like you and me, and they uh, are hungry for truth. The, they've turned to power. They've turned to their system. They've turned to uh, thuggery or whatever you want to call it, but uh, it doesn't answer their ultimate needs either. And so they're asking questions, but, boy, it's very dangerous for them, of course, to ask questions. Yeah, understood that. If, if someone would like to know more about Sat7, what you do, maybe to, to come alongside, where can they go for more information? Well, Sat7, S-A-T is just an abbreviation for satellite. So it's S-A-T-7. Uh, they put that into their, you know, their browser, into their system, they can find us. Or our specific address is Sat7USA, S-A-T, the number 7, USA.org, and they'll find our website and find a lot of information about what we do. By the way, I wanted to make this point, if I can. Uh, satellite television is extremely influential and still very powerful. You know, we sometimes think TV's day has come and gone. It hasn't. Uh, we're talking about a region of the world with very high illiteracy rates, and you don't have to be literate to watch TV. And we're talking about satellite TV where they don't have to pay for it like you and I do for whatever our service is on a monthly basis. Theirs is free to air. All they have to do is the basic equipment. And then all they have to do is, is plug in and listen because it's there available to them. And, um, you know, we're among them. And, and they can't censor us. You can't knock us off the air. It's amazing what's, what's going on. And uh, we, we hope we can get some interest in Sat7 and, and get some folks, of course, praying for what's going on in, uh, in the future of, of Afghanistan. Uh, if people want to pray for Sat7 or if people want to pray more specifically, more importantly, for the people of Af Afghanistan or anywhere in the Middle East and North Africa, I would suggest that they pray for what we call isolated believers. They're individuals who have accepted Christ. They've, they, they know who the Lord is in their life, but they don't have a church. They don't have a Bible bookstore. They don't have a means to buy Christian resources online in, you know, and go on from there. They just don't have any reinforcements. They're isolated, and that's very difficult to be. So pray for them. Pray for the security of 
individuals in various kinds of Christian NGOs, nonprofits who are working even today in Afghanistan, uh, trying to help people as best that they can. And pray for the Taliban. I mean, as I said before, these are just men. They're just individuals who need the gospel and indeed could respond if, you know, Saul, who became Apostle Paul, was the, the chief of sinners. He, you know, the Taliban, they haven't done anything he didn't do. So it's uh, no, no problem is too big for the Spirit of God. Dr. Rogers, I really appreciate your talking with us. Appreciate it very much.